Hey guys, welcome to For You From Eve. I'm here with another podcast episode with Brittany Arnett, also known as Toasted Table. Hello. Hello to everybody. Brittany, I have an Instagram account called Toasted Table. It is a food blog. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had it for about five years now. And yeah, I started it back my freshman year of college. And since Mm -hmm. have gained about 40,000 followers. So it's really exciting. And new content because you post like every day, basically. So is it like hard to find something new to post? Every I time? actually have a backlog of toast photos on my phone. So, so I definitely, mm, yeah, everything smart. I post is 100% not in real time or very rarely it's not in real time. Yeah. My stories are, but not my actual in feed mm-hmm. posts. They're all from days past or previously. Sometimes, I find a random photo from months ago, but you know, it's all the same stuff. It's all mm-hmm. avocado toast or toast of some sort. So it's pretty yeah. easy to post. Started back March of 2020. So pre pandemic, pre COVID. Yeah. Oh, wow. 15,000 and now have 40. So it has grown a lot just from the pandemic. Something you would tell because I started a coffee page recently and like I feel like it's so hard to grow a, a following and post consistently and like, give up when you're not like, you know, growing followers every day. So what are tips that you have to grow a good consistent following? (laughs) Give us, give us Um, all. I think the first and foremost, and a lot of people ask me this is Mm -hmm. like, number one thing, if you are going to start a blog, whatever it be a fashion blog, a food blog, a coffee blog, you need to have Mm -hmm. something that is going to provide value to your followers. So even yourself, like personally, Mm -hmm. you think, okay, I want to follow this person. Like, why are you following fashion bloggers or celebrities? Because they are providing value to you. So you're scrolling through Instagram, you're like, oh, this is so cool. I love what they post. Or I get, you know, in fashion inspiration from this blogger or food inspiration and recipe ideas from this blogger. And so they provide a value Mm -hmm. to you, which is why you want to follow them. So if you are likewise, if you're going to start a blog, what value are you going to provide your followers? So that's your number one thing. Understand that value. Mm, Like finding your niche. So coffee blog is great. It's really specific. It provides exactly, you know, it's clear on what a follower is going to follow you for And it is pretty clear for Mm -hmm. what you and the content that you should be producing. Same with me and Toast. I think that's why it's been so successful or relatively successful. I mean, 40K is not like millions of followers, but because it's so niche and it's pretty clear exactly what I'm going to post and exactly what I'm going to provide for my followers. I think that's like my number one. I think a lot Mm -hmm. of people start these like wellness and and food blogs or fashion blogs but there are tons of those out there so what's going to be different about you I think that's like baseline number one Mm -hmm. tip um being consistent Mm -hmm. and posting consistently so at least once a day is really important at the very minimum post on your stories if you cannot post in your in feed every single day and being really authentic, mm-hmm. again, consistent with your posting. So don't post one day. If you're starting a coffee blog, don't post one day, like start posting photos of like food or, you know, fashion, post yeah. something to do with coffee. So that way your content is pretty consistent. Mm-hmm. 
and then also post consistently in that like you'll post every single day around the same time every day so people know when you're going to be posting and can expect when you'll be posting um and then Mm -hmm. being authentic is you know sometimes having everything prim and perfect and proper looks great and for an in-feed post I say go for it have it look really pretty so that way when people go onto your page everything looks pretty and consistent cohesive but when it comes to your stories don't feel like you have to make this really beautiful story I think a lot of people started to use all these like story templates and make it look as pretty Mm -hmm. as possible but I've seen like personally I love to follow people um, and influencers who are pretty raw and real with what they post on their stories so they're not Mm. the most perfect stories but they're engaging they're fun um and they're really authentic to who the person is and you know consistent with also what they're posting so again on your coffee blog like you don't go posting about random things on your stories like definitely post about coffee or something similar along those lines unless Mm -hmm. people start asking for different things and they want to see different things so definitely that Mm -hmm. And then another tip I have is to like always use the tools Instagram provides you. So the algorithm changes all the time, which is so annoying. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I realized that like recently and I'm like, why did I lose like 70 likes because I posted at a different time? Like I'm always get so confused. I don't know what about the algorithm and what about Instagram. But same for me, if I don't post a photo Mm -hmm. of toast and I'm like, how does Instagram know this is a toast photo or or not, you know? Yeah. So if I don't post a photo of toast or again, post it at different times, I post at 6 p.m. when I usually post at 12 p.m., then like it doesn't get as many likes, not Mm -hmm. as much engagement. It doesn't pop up on the explore page as much as it normally would. So that is like Mm -hmm. a huge piece. Um. And so because the algorithm changes all the time, Instagram boosts, again, like what you do consistently. So it kind of picks up on like what, who you are as a user. And Mm -hmm. also they love to test and try new things. So like whenever there's a new feature on Instagram, like Reels or IGTV, they will post that. I don't know if you've noticed, but when they had launched Reels, now when I scroll through my Instagram feed, occasionally I'll see old reels Mm -hmm. repopulate back onto my feed. So I'm watching them again. Yeah. But they've been posted a few days ago. So they, they want the reels to catch on and they want people to use them. So they're going to push and boost Mm -hmm. these real, all this real content. So people feel like, Oh wow, they're really doing well. Let me try them out too. Yeah. Those are great. I mean, I noticed when quarantine started, like you said, it went from 15 K to 40 K and I didn't realize, like, I always thought you like had around 30, 40, but that's insane that that many people like found your account. And did you ever go to like any other outlets like TikTok when it became big? Did you try, like, maybe I'll create like toasted, you know, TikToks to get more recognition. Did you ever try that or no? Once, but TikToks and I'm also still mm-hmm. trying out reels myself. It's a it is a lot of work. Yeah. Um and requires like a lot of video mm-hmm. editing skill that I just do not have. And I feel like my posts <laughs> do well when I just take a really great high quality photo of a pic- piece of toast and they they yeah. do so well. You know, like they get three thousand, five thousand mm-hmm. likes on them. So I'm kinda like, why why fix what's not broken? But at the same time, mm-hmm. I am trying to test and try just because, like like I said before, 
doing that and putting it on on Instagram really helps boost the algorithm and you know mm-hmm. gets that organic growth going 100% was there ever a time where you think you felt like unmotivated towards your Instagram where you're like I just want to cleanse I want to delete the apps like maybe this is too toxic for me um, or no? I've had a few a few of those moments and then it's like on a personal note but then thinking mm-hmm. back to toasted table itself like a personal note, yeah, there are definitely mm-hmm. times and moments where I'm like, I know ne- I don't want to be on Instagram. I don't want to look at it. And that's why sometimes it's nice to have the dual Instagram life. Like sometimes I never go on my personal Instagram and I just go and toast the table and I don't look yeah. at whatever anybody else posts and can just focus on the thing that I like. And I like, I love toasted table and mm-hmm. I only follow, I don't follow like people's personal Instagrams. I only follow food accounts. So it's really again, consistent with the people I follow is also what I post. And I like and enjoy seeing that. I think on a toasted table perspective, Mm -hmm. I have felt unmotivated before, because it is a lot of work to keep up with. It is honestly, sometimes a full time or part time job to just, you know, make sure that you're posting every day, engaging with your followers. And I think half of why it has grown so much during COVID is I have so much free time. I'm working from home. So I can like sit on my phone for Mm -hmm. 30 minutes in the middle of the day and my boss won't be looking over my shoulder like what are you doing? Um, And then I also, you know, have a lot of yeah, like free time during the quarantine when it was really bad back in April, May, that I really could dedicate to it. So Mm -hmm. it could be a full a full time job that is unmotivating. And to really get myself back into it, mm-hmm. I have to, you know, like sometimes I do just spend days and I won't post every single day. It's whatever I feel. If I don't feel like doing it, I don't do it. And then eventually if I get back onto it yeah. at the end of the day, like my account is a hobby for me. It's not my full-time job. I'm not making, yeah. you know, my full income from it. So everything I do is just mm-hmm. a fun hobby for me. At any point, if it stops becoming fun, and I'm not enjoying it, I'm just not going to do it mm-hmm. anymore. And I feel like we go, like, at least for me, I feel like I've gone through a lot of, like, funks where I'm like, oh, I'm deleting my Instagram. Like, I deactivated my Instagram the other day for, like, three days because I was like, I'm so involved with how many followers am I getting? How many likes am I getting? And when you focus on that, it becomes so miserable to post because you're like, I'm just posting to get more followers. Then you lose a follower and you overthink and it just doesn't become fun when that's your main focus. But, like, you realize, too, and maybe this is why you grew so much during quarantine, when you stop focusing on, like, oh, I want this many followers and you just post for yourself, it's, like, a lot more people start engaging with your content and you're, like, oh, my God, I never yeah, even realized, Yeah, exactly. You know? Like, back – way back when, in a, when I was still in college, I used to post on Toast the Table, like, mm-hmm. all of these photos of, like, kind of, like, gross food, but, like, it was, like, cookies and, like, donuts and cakes, and originally, those would do so well for me, like, people would just go crazy for them, I would get thousands of likes, and then the algorithm changed, Mm -hmm. like, it was, like, the biggest change for it, where posts stopped being chronological, and if you remember, like, when Instagram used to be all in chronological order, and then now it's, like, the most relevant is at the top, and the least relevant is at the bottom, no matter when it was posted, so that change, all mm-hmm. of my photos of like cookies and cakes and whatever, they just never caught on. And I was like, I don't know why. But also back then, it was like I was forcing myself to find, you know, cookies and cakes and whatever, go out of my way to buy them or make like make and bake them, which was time yeah. consuming. Like I was in college, like I'm not baking cookies every day. I had to study. 
Um, so, and it was <laughs> yeah. also just like, I don't want to eat this every day. And then eventually you do, because how are you not going to? It's right in front of you. <laughs> yeah, that's how it is when I make my coffee. I have like five cups of eggs. <laughs> exactly. Like well, that's content. like unhealthy. <laughs> really um, but yeah, and then I started to focus only on posting photos of toast. And then that's when I also noted noticed that the engagement mm-hmm. started to go up a lot more. And people started to actually, you know, follow me. And that's where my growth came from. Not just from posting things that weren't yeah. true to me. And also I didn't like doing. So it really does mm-hmm. do that whole 360 thing. What you like to do does well and will be enjoyable for you and your followers because they'll sense too that you know Mm -hmm. you like to do it you're engaging with it Mm -hmm. and it brings the right audience along when you're just being authentic but yeah that's really cool and when did you decide like you wanted to start it like were you ever like posting on your personal or like did you just create it or what happened on my personal I would use to post so many photos of food it was funny because back in college I was Mm -hmm. known a little bit as like the food girl because I was in all of these Mm -hmm. food related clubs and like would always post about them I don't know if you remember what Spoon University was Spoon University um it was kind of like BuzzFeed and BuzzFeed articles and there were a bunch of different chapters across college campuses Mm. around the United States and globally and everybody would write these like food related articles like the best place to find pizza in the United in like New York City Mm -hmm. or the best place to get pasta in DC or like you know, I love these three snacks because, and then it would just be these like fun articles. So I wrote a lot of those articles my freshman year because I was in Spoon University and I later became the editorial Mm -hmm. director of the Georgetown chapter. I went to Georgetown University. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was known as the food girl because I would always like post and share these articles that I wrote my friends wrote because I wanted them to get the most views so everybody saw that and then I would also post them on my personal Instagram as well Mm. and a bunch of my friends were like you need to get your own food Instagram please stop posting (laughs) photos in your personal this is weird like don't do that Um, so I was like okay fine I'll do that and so um, March of my freshman year of college, I started mm-hmm. Toast to Table. And again, it was like only a hobby. It was just a fun place for me to post photos of the food that I was constantly around mm-hmm. because of all the organizations and things that I was in, in school. Wow. Okay. And that's that's something else I want to talk to you about because I wasn't planning on talking about it, but just joining clubs in college and getting so involved because I know that's not easy for a lot of people, at least for me too. Like I'm always like, oh, making friends and joining a new club and starting something new. So how do you like how, what would tips would you give to starting new clubs? Because there might be people listening that are just now going into college and they're like, well, I don't know how to get involved. How important is it really? So you connected that with your Instagram. So what are some tips you have for like reaching out in college and branching out? Well, I think it's the first, first and foremost is like understanding what opportunities your college presents for mm-hmm. you. So like what resources there are, what clubs and organizations there are, you know, even if they're like, frats or sororities like whatever you can get to to get involved like looking online on your college's website and and understanding what's out there and I think the biggest thing is just like getting out of your comfort zone pushing yourself to going to meet new people Mm -hmm. and making that effort depending if you commute into college making the effort to commute and actually go to you know club meetings and meeting people outside your normal time or if you're living on campus really pushing yourself to get out there. Yeah. I think that that's it. And then if, it, if your school doesn't have what you want, mm-hmm. start your own thing. I did that in college. Like they didn't have a club 
that I wanted. And I just started my own oh, yeah. what club. club. <laughs> Again, it was a it was a food club. It was called the GU Eating Society, mm. San Georgetown University Eating Society. And basically, it was an organization dedicated learning dedicated to learning about culture, but through cuisine, Middle Eastern, just like you. And I connect really well with my heritage and, and mm-hmm. wanted to do that in college as well. Um, but then also wanted to learn about other people with different ethnicities and from different cultures and understand them. And I loved food and I yeah. loved going out to restaurants. So I wanted to basically go out to restaurants mm-hmm. around DC, learn about all these cool new restaurants because Washington DC is just like this hotbed of all of these different international cuisines and cultures. And also learn yeah. about, you know, different cultures, but through food, because I love food. And I think food is such mm-hmm. a great connector to everybody in the world. And also such a great way to learn about a culture because you really get to mm-hmm. like taste it literally and, you know, get the sense and the experience yeah. of like what is important in a culture through their food and through their cuisine. So we were a mm-hmm. small but big club of a bunch of people from all over the university all different backgrounds and basically we would get together and go to Mm -hmm. different restaurants um, and the restaurants would provide us with discounted meals because we were all college students on a budget budget yeah and what we would do again going back to social media and Instagram and food Instagram specifically we would market the restaurant Mm -hmm. in exchange for like a discounted or free meal. We would market them on our Instagram. Yeah. So it was really, yeah. So it was really, you know, Georgetown students, it was a mutually beneficial, you know, agreement between us two. We were getting a free meal or a discounted meal out of it from a restaurant. Mm -hmm. And then the restaurant was getting this free marketing exposure and getting, you know, Georgetown students that were in the area to learn more about their restaurant and the cuisine Mm -hmm. that they had. So it was, it was really cool. Sometimes we would get the chefs to come out and talk about the food that was in front of us. Sometimes we would have chefs come to campus and do like cooking demos. And then also we would team up with cultural organizations on campus and do cooking demos to just to like learn about the different food and learn how to cook mm-hmm. and make it. Um, it was a really fun, fun club. So yeah, that's just like a little grouping mm-hmm. of everything in one social media, influencer marketing, all of that and branching out and starting something in college if you really want to start something and do something yeah. new. So there's so many opportunities, you just have to make lemonade mm-hmm. out of lemons yeah no that's awesome and I feel like I really need to hear that honestly because I'm in such a funk with my account where I'm like and it's really I really appreciate how you announce like the algorithm and all of that but it's so motivating to just hear that you were like you were creating a club and you were going to these restaurants and trying to get deals for promotion I feel like that's so inspiring honestly and so motivating so I think that's really cool Thank that you, you did the, all of that in college and got super like involved because I feel like getting involved is like you know, people could have all these good grades and everything. And Georgetown is obviously a great school, but it's like getting involved is a whole different thing. Like, especially me, I transferred schools and now I'm starting a new school and it's like, I'm starting online and I'm like, how do I even get involved online? You know what I mean? Like, how do I join a club yeah. through the computer type of yeah. thing? But no, I'm definitely going to look it up. After <laughs> yeah, the pandemic episode. is like a whole other thing that I didn't have to deal with. So I like really empathize yeah. and 
I'm also personally inspired by all the people going through school and starting new jobs and everything right now. Mm -hmm. That's all virtual and through the pandemic, it's that much harder to connect with people, but you really have to push yourself to do, to Mm -hmm. to get out of your comfort zone and to do the things that you want to do. And I always think of like, think of the future, think of future you and make future you happy. And although current you might not be happy, Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean future you can't be happy. You just have to work for that. You're in charge of your own Mm -hmm. happiness. Mm -hmm. Building yourself up. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And like, do you think, because I know when quarantine first started in March, I was out of routine, not working out, eating horribly, staying up late. Did you go through a phase of that? Oh, I feel like I'm in that phase now. (laughs) I think I started, I think I started the (laughs) pandemic being like, oh, I'm like, I'm quarantining. I'm going to like work out from home. I'm going to cook a lot and bake a lot. And I have all this time. I baked bread like every other day. (laughs) Yeah. And I I was like, I love this. This is so fun. I'm really getting to do all this stuff that I've never got to do before. And now that I'm on like, season 27 of quarantine uh-huh. I'm like a little over it <laughs> like give me the grand finale I'm ready um yeah and now it's I think now especially mm-hmm. like winter time holidays coming up where it's just like really weird period where you want to see your fa- you're used to seeing family and really connecting with mm-hmm. people around you during this time and you're not doing that it's hard so I've been struggling to find motivation to work out and to eat healthy and do all of that stuff but you know I have Mm -hmm. to like keep myself on track I try to move every single day I try to you know eat somewhat healthy every day plus or minus a pint of ice cream but it's okay you know you live through life whatever what can you do it's all about (laughs) balance yeah You deserve it. Yeah, no, I totally feel that. And I feel like everyone else can relate because it's like one week I'm like, I'm home. I have all this time to start this project and this project and this assignment and everything. And right now for the past like two weeks, I've just been completely like shut down where I'm like waking up late and I'm like, I have no motivation to make content. I have no motivation to do this. And whenever I'm in that mood, I just let myself be in that mood. And I'm like, okay, it's going to go away. I'm not going to force anything or else my content won't be, you know, creative or, or good. It'll just be forced. So, I don't know. I'm kind of just trying to, like, break through that right now, honestly. Yeah, definitely. We're just going to – I'm going to ask, like, a few questions, and you just give me, you know, a short little answer and everything. So, what's your favorite Instagram blog, whether it's food, fashion, education, whatever um, it is? What would you like okay, your top three? I love the blogger Negan Marcelli. She's a fashion blogger, and she always has the best mm-hmm. clothing style and hair. She also has her own hair care company, and it's so it's so nice. Um, and then mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to do one more for food. I love Molly Boz. She's, she used to be a Bon Appetit contributor okay. and now she has her own like show or I don't know, something on Patreon, Patreon, whatever it is, but she has like the best recipes. She's so cool. Mm-hmm. I just, I just kind of want to be her. She like moved out of the city and move to LA and I want to do that too why not <laughs> I'm not really like a foodie so I don't know like any food bloggers on I'm like the pickiest I'm like so opposite from you I'm the pickiest eater what are, so what are your favorite that, blogs so I want to branch know. out okay um I'm like a more lifestyle blogger like Emma McDonald Maggie McDonald I don't know if you've ever heard of them but they're very like mm-hmm. lifestyle Kenzie Burke those are like my that's like my era like very like YouTube vlogs that are 30 minutes long of them just like recording <laughs> their day and they do the same things every day that's like something that gets me out of bed. Like, oh, okay, they're doing it. I have to do it. I have. Type of thing. I have lately. Like Those are my favorite. Night before I go to bed, I watch 
the Vogue and the Harper's Bazaar like skincare go to bed with me and beauty mm. secrets like I just those are love my favorite. Watch- it puts me to sleep I love watching those I love seeing people do their skincare routines yeah. like and then when I do my skincare routines sometimes I pretend like I'm one of them and I'm like I'm using this cleanser nobody cares it's me talking to myself <laughs> I know I'm talking in the mirror me too me too well, my next question was going to be, what's your favorite skincare Ooh, brand or skincare product? Now, fun fact, I'm actually an mm-hmm. assistant buyer for a department store in the cosmetics department. So mm-hmm. I have a whole closet full of skincare. Thanks. Yeah, it's pretty oh, awesome. Yeah, that's like and I've tried dream. so many different products. My favorite, my favorite brand uh-huh. is probably... Who do I use all the time? That I, oh, okay. Like from a drugstore perspective, my favorite brand is La Roche-Posay. They have mm-hmm. great products, great for sensitive skin, great for acne, like mm-hmm. always really consistent. And they also have really great foundation too. It's impossible to find their foundation in the U.S. But it's oh, I've never heard of them. Great. Send them like, to me. I just love their stuff. But they're and they're in like Target, CVS. Like you can find them in mm-hmm. any drugstore. Mm-hmm. But they're like the little, oh, really? they're a little expensive even for a drugstore, hmm. but they're worth it. Trust me. Um, and then mm. from like a okay. higher end skincare perspective, I love the brand Tatcha, mm-hmm. that's Sephora, um, all Japanese skincare. Okay. They have this amazing water cream and this amazing um, cleanser called the Deep Cleanse. And then I also really mm. love Tata Harper. They're all natural, clean skincare brand. Um, mm-hmm. and they make the most amazing cleansing oil. I use it every night and it smells amazing. Interesting. I'm going to have to look at the drugstore one you said, cause I've been looking for a new foundation and I want to get it from like a clean skincare brand instead of like Mac, but Hey, I'm going to look at those. I just started a new skincare with Mario Obsessio and I know everyone hates that brand and says it's so bad for you. But it's been like working for me, but I don't know. I kind of like my on it. I don't know why people hate on it either. I, I like I like okay, good. the stuff from the brand a lot. And you know, it's a great price point. Good, um, good. Yeah. There's so many because every time I say it, they're like, oh my God. And I'm like, oh no. Cause I have rosacea, mm-hmm. which is like a skin condition for my face. And they have this drying lotion that you're supposed to put on your face and sleep with. And it's been helping my rosacea so much because I have it all over my face I remember once I was talking to you about my skin and I'm like it's so red I don't know why and they finally the dermatologist like yeah it's rosacea so now like I have to use I use every single product from there to like heal it and it's been working recently I I think people people just hate on hate on things because other people hate on things and then everybody hates on things but like you know what you try what works for you what works for you works for you and that doesn't who cares what other people think and what other people say Mm -hmm. okay next question what's one thing you have to do in the morning no matter what I have to move my body I need to work out and I don't like to sometimes I don't like to call it workout because I think people get turned off by the idea of working out every day but like I need to go for a walk Mm -hmm. I need to sweat a little bit like I need to just to do something and it's, like, the only way I feel like I've started my day and I can, like, kickstart my day. I just – I need to. It gets mm-hmm. through my sanity. I feel like I get a headache if I don't. I just need yeah. to. Mm-hmm. 
No, I feel that. Yeah. Whenever I'm like, okay, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to run and I'm going to do abs. I'm like, okay, I'm not doing it. Like I, if I like wake up and slowly start like stretching and everything, then I'll get yeah more into it. But yeah, that's a good one. Okay. What is your favorite toast recipe that you've Ooh, made on your Instagram? I like anything. My absolute favorite is hmm. figs. Figs. <laughs> I knew you toast. were going to say figs. Is figs. I knew it. And like a salty cheese, like a feta mm. cheese or halloumi cheese. Like anything that's like, so I just love mm-hmm. cheese and I love salty cheeses that are like salty and briny. And like it works so well with figs. And then honey and yeah. olive oil put them both and some sesame seeds oh my god some herbs oh my god so good I'm so I'm like I'm hungry I need you to make me a toast because <laughs> I need you to make me one because I don't like avocado toast and I've tried it like for myself I've made it I had it once at I think it was like some place in New York I don't remember the name of it but like I had it there and it wasn't bad, but I don't know. I, maybe I need you to make me one with like olives and olive okay, oil. Okay, I'll make one I for love you olives. with olives. Yeah, avocados. I don't know what it is with avocados. Okay, yeah. I need like olives on it. Maybe figs. Because you're always posting and I'm like, oh my God, that looks so good. But I just don't like avocado. I don't know. I know that's like your best friend. So I know you're probably hurt. Okay. But I, I don't know. It's I really just okay. can't. It's okay if you don't like avocado. <laughs> I'll try to get through it. Okay, the last question that we're going to end off on is what's a quote oh, that you live should by? Should I pull up my Bible quotes maybe? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of putting you on the spot here. Note. I know. Okay, maybe I won't pull out my Bible quote, but there's there was one thing that my had my dad had sent me on my email like such a long time ago. And mm-hmm. it was basically a quote that said like, if if you wait till you're ready – you'll never be ready. So don't even bother waiting for it. And Mm. the idea, and I kind of just kept it on my email. So the idea of like, only when we want to do something, when we feel like we're ready to do something, we're never going to be ready. So just do it. You know, don't let yourself be held back Mm -hmm. by the idea or the false notion that you're ready for something. Just go for it. Because you never know what can happen. Even if you try and you fail, at least you've learned something. And I think failure always is mm-hmm. a, is a bigger lesson than success sometimes so yeah of course I think that relates a lot to creating an Instagram blog too because I know like being a content creator was not necessarily normalized like a few years ago like if you were putting vlogs up on YouTube or like vlogging your everyday life on Instagram people are like what are you doing like don't do this like this is weird no one wants to see this and now it's like five, 10 years later. And these people that content created are like so successful with their own apartments and their own brands and these collabs. And it's like, because I waited, I feel like for me personally, I waited so long to start a podcast. Cause I was like, people are going to be like, it's so weird. Like, why are you just talking, you know, but now it's so normalized. And it's like, the first step is really just to do it. Like for months I've been planning and planning. And I feel like I was just procrastinating, not doing it. Cause I was like, I'll be ready when I have more time and more money and this to invest. But it's like, you really just have to start. Or else, yeah, yeah, you'll exactly. never And although I just said that that's the quote that I live by, I sometimes don't live by it. So I even mm-hmm. I have to tell myself that every day, which is why yeah. I keep it on my email, like this one email and this one quote from my dad, because mm-hmm. I need to look back on it every so often and just remind myself, like, just go for it. Just do mm-hmm. it. Stop holding yourself back. Stop overthinking. And I'm such yeah, a big overthinker on literally everything. <laughs> oh, me too. Me too. No, I feel that's the worst. But yeah, I think that's really smart too is to have it somewhere you're going to see it every day. That's what I do with like 
my planner, my vision board. I like need to see it every day to like wake up and be like, okay, yeah, that's why I'm working hard. That's why I'm going to do this today. So I think that's yeah. really important too. Okay. That was fun. That was a really cute little rapid fire. I like how you oh my thought God, of totally that. I'm going to use that with everyone. And I like the whole quote yeah, thing. That I think too. I'm going to ask I like that. that. Oh my God. This was so much fun. I like that. I, I loved that. it. Yeah. I know. This was really cute. I'm definitely going to have you back Please on the show do. in the future. Okay, well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Make sure you guys go to Toasted Table on Instagram. Give her a follow if you don't already. Even if you don't like uh, avocado <laughs> toast, you're going to love her feed, I promise. I'm obsessed with it. So go ahead and give her a follow. Thank you so much for being thank on the show and being my me. first guest. Of course. Of course. Okay, hopefully we can meet up soon, hang out soon, yeah. and see each other when all so. this is over. Thank you guys so much for listening to my episode with Brittany, also known as Toasted Table. Make sure you guys give her a follow on Instagram. You could also find me on Instagram at For You From Eve for my blog. You could find me as Brewing Brunette for my coffee page and Olivia Eve Shabo for my personal. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode, and I will talk to you guys in my next one. Bye.